Star Wars 7x7 episode 2325. Today would normally be the day that we talk about The Mandalorian, the third episode from season two or chapter 11, if you will. But there's a reason why I'm not able to do that. And I'll share that with you and then we'll talk about what we are gonna talk about today. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, a little behind the scenes here at Star Wars 7x7, the computer that I do all of my editing and publishing on is in the shop. And it went in the shop on Sunday the 8th, so the day that part one of my Daniel Wallace interview dropped, that's when it went into the shop. And so everything that you've heard has been preloaded and was recorded over the weekend prior to me sending it in. I don't know whether I'm going to have it back in time for doing a live episode of The Mandalorian, and so honestly, I just needed to plan ahead. <laughs> and so that is what's happening here, and the episodes for uh, Sunday and Monday are also already pre-published and loaded and ready to drop without me having to touch them. So basically, over the course of last weekend, I got 11 episodes published, if I'm doing my math right, and preloaded and ready to go because, you know, I didn't know if I would have it back to get back going on the regular schedule. So today we're going to wrap up the discussion of From a Certain Point of View, which is the 40th anniversary celebration of The Empire Strikes Back with 40 short stories from the perspectives of various characters, some of whom you are familiar with and some of whom you are not, and neither was I, and not even the most in-depth crazy trivia person would have ever heard of any of these folks because they were basically invented for the book. So now the trivia folks can start to get to know them a little better. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to flag were just a couple of elements of things that showed up that, you know, were kind of interesting in, you know, for various reasons, I'll say. So we'll leave it at that until we work through these things. First of all, um, something that showed up more than once in various stories is betting. And that was really kind of a, a fun element, particularly with the Rebel Alliance, things that they are doing to stave off boredom or fear or, you know, just be able to manage life under very trying and stressful circumstances. So one of those situations appearing about pilots betting on whether Han and Luke are going to be found on Hoth while they're, you know, out in the middle of the night and whatnot, and not necessarily found alive or dead, just whether they're going to be found, which, you know, gets into sort of gallows humor territory, and it's handled very well. There's also a betting pool about Han and Leia on Hoth, and this is fabulous. Everybody is fully aware of what is happening between the two of them, and there is a betting pool on whether they're going to get together or whether Leia is going to hand Han his hat and say, get lost. Another element of the collection as a whole, and I've touched on it a bit here and there, is how it calls your attention to 
characters or particular sets of characters that ordinarily you wouldn't find yourself invested in. So, for example, I've talked about creatures, right? So the story about the Exogorth, the story about the Wampa, the story about the Tauntauns, right? So that's one example. I've also talked about droid-related stories, right? Like we talked about 2-1-B on yesterday's episode. And um, we talked about also the story about L-337 and the other two robot brains in the Millennium Collective as they call themselves. There's also another story called Bespin Escape by Martha Wells, and it features Ugnaughts on Cloud City, and I don't think I would have necessarily thought twice about that story in all honesty, unless it, you know, unless it weren't for the fact of Queel the Ugnaught from The Mandalorian. Now there is one other element that was threaded through some of these stories that I was particularly happy to see as part of the collection, and I'll get to that in just a second. I've been using the sponsor slash PSA spot on the show the past few days to talk about first book, and I'm gonna do that again here, so thank you for bearing with me. All participating authors, according to the blurb on the book jacket here, uh, have generously foregone any compensation for their stories. Instead, their proceeds will be donated to First Book, a leading nonprofit that provides new books, learning materials, and other essentials to educators and organizations serving children in need. To further celebrate the launch of this book and both companies' long-standing relationships with First Book, Penguin Random House will donate $100,000 to First Book, and Disney Lucasfilm will donate 100,000 children's books valued at $1 million to support First Book and its mission of providing equal access to quality education, and you can learn more about their mission at firstbook.org. So the element that I'm talking about that I'm very glad is in this book is romance. And I've talked about romance on the show before and about how vital I feel it is to Star Wars storytelling about the fact that in the sequel trilogy, I think that if there's one thing that I would say that you know I most wish had been a more overt part of the Star Wars sequel trilogy storytelling, it's romance. That is threaded through this particular story collection. So here are a couple of examples. First of all, in the story that features L337 and the Millennium Collective, they are observing things happening in the ship between Han and Leia, and the running commentary on that is good fun. The Exogorth is actually sensitive to what is going on with Han and Leia, and that is beautifully done also in that story. And just for the refresher, that's Faith in an Old Friend by Brittany Ann Williams. That's the L337 story. And This Is No Cave is the Exogorth story by Catherine Valenti. But also, A Good Kiss by C.B. Lee is a terrific story. And it is basically a romance. And it's its own romance. It happens to briefly intersect with Han and Leia, but it is a romance all its own. And then, and this is a long title, <laughs> so I'm going to have to read it. Amara Kell's Rules for Thai Pilot Survival, paren, probably, close paren, by Django Wexler. Also a great romance story as well. And that is where we're going to end our discussion of, from a certain point of view, the short story collection, at least the book version of it. There will probably be a couple more conversations happening about the audio version down the line. Wink, wink. <laughs> but for now, that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. 
Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.